Welcome to The Finer Things. I'm Lisa, this is Wes, and we are podcasting from the Members Only Lounge at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. Today's topic is preparation. Preparation is key. So what are you uh, smoking over there? I have. It's going to take me a minute to look at this label because it's really tiny print. It's a Gilberto Olivia uh, Reserva Blanco. Blanco. It's a it's a very small gauge cigar. It's not huge in length. It's kind of small. I have a normal. I've got the Monte Cristo Platinum series. Nice. Very tasty. It was uh, part of a freebie uh, that the Cigar Lodge was having at one of their events. So I was. It's hard for me to say no to a Monte Cristo. Uh, yeah. So I said yes, and here we are. Wise choice. <laughs> Uh, and we were both drinking the same thing. It's a 12-year-old, what's it called? Glendronic. We Neither one of us had it, but we are actually having the same. It's very toffee, I think. Toffee, that's a good word. Mm. Wes is having a sip right now. I'm going to follow soon after. Floral arrangements. It's tasty. I don't get the toffee. It's chewy. I don't get the floral. It's, it's not chewy. It's not toffee. I, it, there's something there. It's a toffee flavor, but it's not chewy. No, it's I, a twelve-year-old. It's not going to be chewy. I know, but that's why we're. This is the, why we got. Yes, is why you got to play the game, folks. You just got to play the game. You don't know. See, we're, we're having the same thing, and we're both getting totally different things out of it. You just have to experiment and find what works for you. That's exactly right. And it, so preparation. So we both have jobs that are require uh, consistent preparation. And you got yes. to be on point and. Everybody else does have a job like that, too. I mean, you know when you've got a meeting coming up and you've got to be prepared for it. So, Lisa, what do you, what do, you do to get prepared? Is there, I mean, what is, uh, is there something like a mindset you get into where you're like, yes, let's do this. Yes, this is how I'm going to get prepared. It's like, like, like a chess match. You know, I see the conclusion. It, I see the answer. Sure. It definitely depends on what is coming up. If I've got a big trial Lots more um, getting into the zone. I'll play my heavy metal or my rap. I I turn into a rap gangster (laughs) right before a trial. And then usually after it is when the heavy metal comes out. Once I'm done with that, you know, it's, it's a lot calmer at that point. I can go back to my normal, easy listening, smooth jazz. and Smooth jazz. But if I've just got a normal pre-trial hearing, well, those don't take a lot of time and effort and very little preparation. Because you've been doing it for so long. Because I've been doing it for so long that it's just, I don't have to psych myself up for that. I just go. I have to actually accomplish the task. Very little preparation. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, trial work, so I'm always preparing for something. And... You know, just to generally speaking, I mean, I do listen to some music. There's certain songs that probably can't say their titles on the uh, podcast without the explicit rating. We are not marked explicit, so let's Uh, not. But yeah, you get, uh, you you put that music on and you're like, okay, let's go. Uh, You get ready for the trial, especially Vladir, at least in my case, where you're, I've got a, I've got a very limited amount of time and I've got to relate to these people very, very quickly, so you're always in the mood of how do I do that? You're always thinking of metaphors and everything. 
So, you know, and, and that's just for the big stuff. I mean, for the little stuff, you've obviously got uh, you, what you know you have to do, little projects. Yeah. And how you keep yourself, and, and what are you preparing for? I mean, let's be honest, the pre-trials, the little small things, those are the preparation for the big trials. And I would say a lot of people's jobs, even if you're not an attorney, it's going to be the same thing. You've got one big major project, maybe you're an architect, and you have to build a skyscraper. Well, you're going to have different little tasks along the way, and those have to be done, but each one is important, but it's the preparation for the big deal. And you're marching towards a singular goal. I mean, and just not to beleaguer the legal, I guess, model that we both can relate to and that some of you out there can relate to, but mm-hmm. you've got a project. I mean, know your facts. I mean, at least for my situation, it, you've got to know your facts. And this should translate mm-hmm. into any position. So if you know your facts cold, who is doing what, where they're doing it, how they're doing it, um, even in construction, you know that this concrete is going to overrun 20% every time. Sure. Every time. You know this project, on average, is going to do this every time. Yeah. You know that. And by knowing it cold, you have that, I don't want to say institutional knowledge, but that institutional work, working within where you are to say, okay, this is exactly what's going to happen. I mean, for instance, I know when to tie my courts. I know where, in essence, I know where the trains run and which trains run on time. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's a big deal. And if you know which trains run on time, if the train says it's leaving at 11 in the morning, but that 11 in the morning means more like noon, 1 o'clock, do you want to sit there for two hours or do you want to go have lunch, get something else taken care of, and you know you're not going to be late? And, you know, kind of tying in with that, there are certain courts that are more forgiving than others. Absolutely, I never try and take advantage of this, but things happen. You get delayed in one court and it pushes your next hearing behind it back. And so if you know you're going to derail that particular train, you know which courts are going to accept it and which are going to really yell at you and give you hell for it. Yeah, that's if you're going to derail it. I mean, yeah. Uh, You know, like I said, I never try to, but things happen. And I have had one or two that I have completely derailed the train, taken the tracks up, and God knows what happened that day. And away you go. Well, and and so the preparation you got to do is, you you know, why are you there? Mm -hmm. What is my role? The other thing, (laughs) and the preparation is, what is my role here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like the jigsaw puzzle, each individual piece has its own role. It is a part of that larger picture, and so, okay, we've got to get this piece right in that exact spot. Yeah. And so, do I have a team for this that will help me do this? Do I have, am I required to do this? Right. And so, preparation also is, are you clearly defining your role Mm -hmm. and what you mean by success? And that goes into your preparation, too, because nobody likes to lose. Right. Nobody likes, and more importantly, nobody likes to get spanked, less than a little spanked in public. I mean, so as far as preparation, if I've got a, let's say, for instance, I know that I appear in front of one uh, judicial hearing officer and this person uh, requires me to have case sites off the top of my head. Okay, great. Now, a case site in law is like State v. Jones, 
2019 Ohio 445. It, or if it's a Supreme Court case, the citation is just like a bookmark. It, yeah. that, that's really all it is. And it's like an equation if you're an engineer. There's certain sure. things that you just have to know pat. And some of these things you know, uh, especially for me, the evidence rules and the criminals, you get to know the numbers, and that's how you yeah. use them. It's, it's a slang term, even though that's the proper, you can use that as a proper terminology. So I know that every time I appear in front of this person, I have to have a case site. Now, I will have to write that down. Yeah. Because invariably, numbers combined with the word Ohio and <laughs> more numbers will yeah. confuse me. It's like, a, it's like a, a phone number. Can you memorize 10 numbers? Well, it truly is like being back in high school and you have to recall, this particular battle happened in this year at this location. And you're thinking, oh my God, why do I have to know this? Isn't it more important to know the details of what occurred? Well, not for your history teacher. And I think what Wes is saying is there are certain courts where they want to know all of those little details so that they can look it up later and determine whether that's really what it says or not. Or right now, because with uh, technology, yeah, right it's, it's right now. I mean, I'm in, in my, I do some appellate work, and some of the appellate courts I practice in front of now, you, uh, you do a case site, and then you put a link. Because here in the state of Ohio, um, all the appellate decisions that have been what are called published, the Supreme Court of, our, of Ohio has a repository with, a, with all the opinions. So you can now link in a brief using Adobe mm -hmm. to that opinion location. Right. So that if you click on the button, it's just like clicking on an internet link, poof, case pops right up. So um, we've got plenty of listeners that are not attorneys. Right. How do you suggest that they prepare? And that's such a hard question because we don't know what your particular profession is. We can't tell you how to prepare in your life, but there are general overall themes. How would you go about that? Well, we could use the one thing that everybody has to do. I'm about the uh, first third into my mind. I was so, just looking at his face, and he was just enjoying the hell out of that puff. It's smooth. It's uh, it's great. I mean, Monte Cristo puts out a great product. They do. It's a very smooth cigar. It, this will this goes very well with the scotch. Um, it's very, very easy, very smooth. And that's the, I mean, you could, I can smoke these all day. And we'll get back to my question in a minute, but mine is really delicious cigar. Um, it's pairing great with the scotch. The cigar itself is a little soft, which isn't necessarily bad. You'd prefer a soft draw over a really hard draw because the hard draw is just hard. You got to suck on the cigar, and it, it's not enjoyable. It's not relaxing like it's supposed to be. This is quite good. Yeah. So the prep one thing, the one skill that you can do as far as preparation is occur that everybody can, and this will unite um, all professions and trades and whatnot. It means you think about going grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. Before you go grocery shopping, you've got to figure out what you have. So what's in the pantry? What's in the cupboards? And what's in the um, what's in the uh, freezer? What's in the fridge? Okay, great. You know, who am I feeding? Well, I got a family of four. All right, how old are the kids? Are they older, younger? How, what's the weather going to be like? Are we grilling out? Right. I mean, so you've got a lot. I mean, think about this, just this one task of going grocery shopping. Everybody takes it for granted. Everybody just hops sure. in the car and goes, and I'm guilty of it too. I'll be like, I need one thing. And especially now with like Amazon Prime, you can get most of your dry goods shipped to your house, right. especially now that they're paired with... Uh, Whole Foods, so that's, I mean, if you're into the Whole Foods, 
And I know Walmart lets you pick up groceries. Giant Eagle lets you do it for a fee. I mean, a lot of opportunities. So even if you're sitting home, you still have to grocery shop. So sure. what do you need? To, what do I, you know, so you've got all these different factors. What's the weather going to be like? The weather finally may be breaking, so we may be grilling out more. Okay, great. We're going to need more meat or chicken. We're going to need fish, you know, something. We're going to need to do this. Who am I feeding? Are we having company over? Sure. Are we entertaining? Are we going to get more wine, champagne, you know, the, all these different factors. And if you go, like, on a Sunday, like, let's say you're doing a week-to-week, you go on Sunday, like, okay, you kind of meal plan, kind of sorted in your head. Am I packing lunches? Do we have enough lunch meat for the kids? Am I packing my lunch? What do I want to have this week? You know, especially mm-hmm. in, if you observe Lent, you know, Friday's for fish. Sure. So what are you going to do? So even that little, in that little microcosm that we all do, uh, you know, you, that really, if you analyze how you grocery shop, that will probably translate to what, yeah, how else you prepare for everything. Because if you're meticulous and you go through the pantry and you're going to be like, boom, 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 and you've got. 15 meals Monday to Friday planned out, then you're like ready to rock and roll. You know what I mean? And if you don't, or sometimes you're like me, you just show up and be like, okay, and you try to do it from memory, you're going to forget. Sure. And that could be something of a nature where it it could go through uh, your life. So sit down and analyze how you do that. I mean, how much time do you spend on the grocery list? I mean, that's very, very important. So what do you so what do you do, Lisa? There, she's uh, in the middle of a very very important task. There, we're posting on Instagram now. What's our Instagram? Um, I'm at Intricate Girl, and I am at Jet Set Lawyer. She's taking uh, pictures so that we can post these. Well, I had a specific reason. My my cigar has started developing a hole in it. A hole? Yeah, it has. See Look at that. Thing? Like a pinhole. So it happens sometimes. What is going on? We're going to take a little detour here. Sometimes the cigar, you've got the really superheated part that glows red when you smoke it, that funnels down into the cigar because the filler is burning at a different rate than maybe it should be. And so you'll develop a little hole in your cigar, a burn hole, and you'll have wrapper up above that that hasn't been touched yet, but it's because it's burning its way through on the side. It's unusual, but I thought I would post a picture of it so that you guys can kind of see it and know what's going on. And it'll add to your cigar knowledge. Live so, action. That's what we're here for here. And then I snapped a couple of pictures of Wes talking, so That's the key. I'll post those. That's um, the absolute key. <laughs> so to get back to the question, I have to admit I am absolute garbage at preparation for almost anything. I... I am a very impulsive girl. I have, there have been times that I literally booked a trip to Ireland. I didn't end up going, that's a whole separate story I won't go into, but I booked a trip to Ireland and I wasn't even going to tell anybody that I was going. I was just, okay, I spent a week in Ireland and it was spur of the moment and I, I have done that with Chicago, just picked up and, okay. I'm going to Chicago right now. Goodbye. Deuces. We're out. I. And it helps to live in 
internet where you could just do that. I mean, think about it in this day and age. It can, does. When I lived in Oklahoma, you don't just pick up and go to Chicago. You plan. You have to. Right. I mean, and, and obviously, if you live in New York or Chicago or a lot of the large metropolis, you can just hop on a plane and away. And Southwest will take you just about anywhere you want to go yeah. for very efficient and cheaply. So, I mean, that's even better. So uh, that helps aid the impulsivity where you're like, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, I, I have always been fairly impulsive. Now, that's not perfectly accurately. It's just, I do assess, I do decide, is this a good idea? But I do that very rapidly. And I make quick snap decisions. I have not had a lot of circumstances where it's turned out badly. Of course, there's been a few. Everybody gets burned. Yeah, you Everybody get burned every now and then. But... You know, all in all, it's been okay for me. And it leads to really fun adventures sometimes. So, you know, you're talking about grocery shopping and planning and what is the weather like? And I'm just like, whatever. Ah, there's a foot of snow outside. But you know what? I really need a grilled burger right now. I'll go stand in the snow and grill a burger. I got to have a burger. And that's how I live. And that's important because you know yourself. I assess, right. but I don't necessarily prepare. I, that's not my strong suit. In so I'm looking for tips. What tips do you have for me? Well, I mean, assessment is very, very important. The other thing is that, you, get, you like Lisa had talked about, you've got to know yourself. And if you know, you're, why do you think they put the magazines and the candy right by the checkout? Using the grocery Those store. Bastards. They are impulse buys. I mean, they're just like, ah, they're totally inefficient, but they... Put them there because people buy enough of them to make it worth their they while. They certainly do. I mean, that's and what... by they, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, birthday need... cake, three musketeers. Right. Hi, baby. I, I need... see you. <laughs> I need to take that. Great, phenomenal. You know, you need gum. Oh, you know the. Oh, I did that today. Right. It, this is how I live, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's super funny. But that's the whole point. I mean, that's so preparation is so in your. And we're not advocating that you just have a, a rote discipline that is unwaverable because that's just an untenable position yeah you have to in any um, preparation you have to have wiggle room i mean uh, you know an example is like when we went to school i mean we had a, a amount of schooling like it's you're gonna have a test you know it's coming i mean in right. law school you had one final it's worth your grade and think about that one you final one grade worth your grade there's no homework right there's <laughs> one grade you pass it or you bomb it right and they teach it every year and same thing with the bar exam. You can pass it or fail it, yep. and it's one time. You got It's a three-day test. It's one time. So in those instances where you have a specific project, you've got a specific goal, that helps you prepare in such a fashion because you've identified the goal. Sure. If your goal is, hey, I just want to get through the day, great. Okay, i got to get through <laughs> eight hours. Great. Okay, one hour at a time. I mean, you, you divvy it up, and you make that mountain into pebbles, and then you carry the pebbles away. Well, and that's why my particular method works for me. I literally did that today. I did an astounding amount of work in a ridiculously short period of time. And that's also the impulsivity at play. You know, I I know how to make it work for me. Is it preparation? Sure. It's all steps that have to be done in order to reach that end goal of resolving a case for my client. I don't just put things off indefinitely. I'm not 
a procrastinator. Not probably the opposite of it. It's tough to be a lawyer that's a procrastinator. Uh, yeah, you'll ruin your career. Right, and and, and this is for the office setting. Like if you're a salesman or anything else like that, everybody you get a sales goal. I'm going to sell X amount of dollars worth of product in this month. I mean, like I used to be an insurance agent, financial planner. I gave my sales uh, folks a, a goal every day, and I tried to sell X amount of dollars worth yep. of premium every day. And you break it down, and then all of a sudden you do that for an entire year, and you're like, "Holy smokes, that's a big number!" Yeah. And then you're like, "Well, how?" And, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, how did you do that? That's a huge number!" And then you're like, "Oh, one each day." Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just for the example is I had, a, I would try to do $1,000 in premium a day, which wow. at, the, at the end of the year, that works. That worked out to be two policies. So can I sell two policies a day for a year? And all of a sudden you start doing that. And you, some days you sell four, some days you sell one, sure. some days you sell nine, some days you do zero. But on average, you can hit that goal. Then all of a sudden at the end of the year, you're like, holy smokes, that's $300,000 in premium. Yeah. And you're like. Uh, and you know, everybody around you is like, oh, my God, what do you, how did you do that? Right. And you're just like, every little day. Now, I mean, if you're just doing data entry, you're like, oh, my God, I've got to do all this data. And we've got to plug it in here. Sure. Okay, great. I want to do this much here. This much here. You know what I mean? And you know that. And you've got to have that, uh, that not that rigidity, but that flexibility to say, the weather just broke. It's a beautiful day. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out, I'm out for the day. Because everybody needs to do that, and just you, you check out, and you're like, ah, it's a planned blow-off. You're like, deuces, I'm out, and and that's okay. I mean, that goes into preparation. I mean, people will beat themselves up because they're like, well, uh, you know, I got to work, and they're, you're stressing yourself out right. for for really no reason. Because if you know it's going to get done, right. and that's part of your personality, too. I mean, if you're a worry wart, then... Yeah, you're going to... It's just going to stretch you out worse if you take the time off. But you really have to. Um, I mean, there's plenty of days. Like I said, I'm not a procrastinator. I'm just not great at the preparation. I'm very impulsive. So if it's a beautiful day outside and I'd rather go play, I know that means I might have to work at 8 o'clock at night or maybe even midnight. I get that. You know, it's worth it because it gives me that time off to recharge myself and kind of enjoy the fruits of my labor. Right, the mental break. And, the, you know, again, keep that in your preparation. I mean, because the, the whole here, whole key here is you got to have a, a goal. I mean, once you have the goal, it illuminates everything. And if you just aimlessly are wailing about, then it tends to be difficult. Now... I'm sure we'll touch on it in a future episode, probably very soon, but let's briefly just cover it. How do you even go about setting goals? Certainly some of them are going to be set for you. If you're an employee, your goals are pretty set for you. You're told do this task and you do the task, but we all have goals outside of life. I I mean, outside of work, and I hope you do anyway, but... You know, how do you go about setting those goals for yourself? Again, uh, the way that I've always set goals for myself is usually, is it, am I part of a team? Is it, is it a personal goal, like a fitness goal? People mm-hmm. have fitness goals. I mean, that's always a popular one. Mm-hmm. Is it a professional goal? I want to be a, I want to go to back to school. Mm-hmm. I want to get a degree. Yeah, okay. Um, or I want to be promoted at work. 
how do I get there? And that's what you want. You need to identify, is it a professional goal? Is it a personal goal? Or is it just a goal that you, you're trying to get a kid into college? I mean, that, sure. that's not necessarily well, your I've goal. I've got one really close to college, so this is constantly in the back of my mind. Right, and, and now is this Lisa, how does Lisa put her goal on somebody else? Because it's a contingent goal. She can't make her daughter do the work. Right. She has to trust her daughter does the work, and it's on her. And the brilliant part about my daughter is that she has, I'm an insanely motivated person. If I want something for me, setting goals is easy. I That's where the analysis comes in. What do I want to tackle? How important is this to me? And then that's where the impulsivity comes in. I, If it's very important to me, even if it's just a spur of the moment very important, I tackle it. And I Pretty, go at yeah. it right now. I want this right now. I want what I want and I want it now. For example, I'm going to take motorcycle riding lessons very soon and the reason why is I have some clients it's a motorcycle club and they have invited me to go on a ride with them well I have a bike but I don't know how to ride it so that's important it's a little important it's one thing to have the piece of equipment the motorcycle which is doing no good (laughs) which is a paperweight (laughs) so you know I got this beautiful bike sitting in my garage it's time to learn how to ride it and it's been a goal for a while, but now that I've been invited on a ride with them, it's moved up the list. And I want to get the this month. Well, this month is almost to a close. And so I'm trying to get on that. The reason I want it right now is because I need time to prepare, learn what I'm doing, learn how to actually handle the bike, not just... I took a three-day course, and in theory, I know how to ride a bike. No, I need practice. All of this is the analysis, and I do it in just Quickly. a split second. And it's like, nope, I need this right now. It's fairly important to me, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get it. Well, and the speed of the analysis is not the issue here. It can be. I disagree with that. Um, I think it can be. If you are in a position where you have to think on your feet. Uh, using me an example, if you have to be in court and you've got to know, you've just got to be right there, ever present, and pay attention to everything that's going on, or you're in a sales situation where you're reading somebody and you're trying to make a sale, that I can see. But the other part of that is the deadline, it, the, the function of the deadline saying, okay, they have invited me to this motorcycle ride sure. on this date. Sure. So there is a self-imposed deadline that you're like, okay, And and that helps your goal creation and identification if there's a deadline because everybody has projects at work. And now, most days, human resources has, uh, you have a professional development goal Mm -hmm. with most companies. They're like, okay, where do you see yourself in a few years? I mean, some companies like, listen, we want you to learn something else. And they try to keep you in a position every three years. And that way they know that they can train you and uh, move you up the ladder. If you're not moving up the ladder, what are we doing here? A lot of the time, it's called up or out. Right. So, in, in Move the forward or goodbye. And in academia, it's publish or perish. Yes. So, it really is. That way, I mean, so you've got you. We want to write a book. I mean, that's another. You have a a self-imposed, either a self-imposed or an imposed deadline of a task, and it must be accomplished by then. Then your focus is helped out a lot because you're being given the goal and the 
task because you want to get it done. And now how well you get it done, that may be into the goal as well. Yeah. Uh, but normally, I would say on a normal basis, you don't have a daily self-imposed, I have one minute to make a choice, this is what's going to happen kind of situation. I agree with that. Now, the reason why I said I disagree with the speed at which you make the decision is it, as we always say, every episode, you have to know yourself. I am not that careful preparation planner. I prefer, in a lot of ways, to fly by the seat of my pants. Sometimes, (laughs) literally. I've done trapeze. Sometimes, literally. So, you know, I like that I don't know 100% what's going to happen. Other people, they have to know every single detail of what could occur, all of their options, etc. If that's right for you, you already know this about yourself. You right. need to give yourself time to make the decision properly. And I would argue that if you've got a situation where you've got to think quickly and on your feet, you know that, like, let's say it's the same career as Wes. You do criminal defense. You've got to think on your feet. You have to. All the time. And that may not be the right career for you if you need lots of careful planning and figuring out every single thing that could possibly occur. That's why I disagree with you. You have to know yourself and whether it's right for you and what works for you. My cigar, I am almost done with this. One of the things about it burning so hot is that it just tears through it. It It went quick. It's this thing has less than an inch left. I mean, it's just almost gone. She's. This is the first episode. Uh, so is the scotch. <laughs> that, uh, Lisa has accomplished. Yeah, usually he the, outsmokes me. The cigar. Not. She finishes the cigar during the episode, and she has finished the cigar before mine. Because I'm in the half, half to the bottom third here of my Monte Cristo yeah. Platinum Edition, Platinum Series. Excuse me. And that's. Uh, it's delicious. I mean, it's it, like I said, it's an easy smoking cigar. Um, I've had a great day today, so it's just one of those things where you just, you're enjoying Mm -hmm. life and what it has to offer. You're enjoying the finer things. Yes. And that's the whole idea. Now, in in this preparation, again, to get back to that, the, the preparation is, again, knowing yourself. For me, I like to have an outline. I am, while I can be very Mm detail-oriented, if I have to be, generally speaking, I will have an outline because... Most of uh, my my job is, is a chess match. And if you're familiar with chess, you can win in five moves, you can win in 20 moves, you can win in 100 moves. I mean, and you have to have a strategy for just about everything. So you're constantly analyzing the situation yeah. where, and again, this just by the sheer volume of analytics, it takes time because you have 16 chess pieces. You have eight pawns, two rooks, or castles, it depends on. <laughs> they're called rooks, but they're the one piece mm-hmm. that looks like the castle. You have two knights, two bishops, and a king and a queen. And you've got to know how the positions move. Yep. You've got to know where they can move, how they can move, how they get there. And then obviously you have a goal. Uh, it's to capture the king on the opposing color. And then you have to say, okay, here's my pawns. What am I going to do with that? you got to have a strategy. Yep. Right? And, and preparation goes with strategy, too. It's 
it's, uh, you know, it's very strategic. And then in the chess context, okay, I've got to have my pieces here. And then, okay, what happens if my opponent does this? What if they do this? What if they do that? And then, at least in my context, what happens if this third party unknown, i.e. the court, comes in with the magic hand and just takes a piece away? What if I don't have this piece? Oh, God. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. What do you do? And then, you, so you're, you're, you've got this situation where you're playing a normal chessboard, and then you're like this third party that can come in at any time and be like, uh, this pawn is gone. And you're like, well, that does change the analysis. It does. And so, you know, you've got to be quick when because the actual physical, okay, that pawn is gone, uh, you've got to make a decision because that's the real time of the, mm-hmm. where we are. And so that, that constant analysis of going through your mind and going through everything, making sure it happens, and then making those decisions. And are they all perfect? No. No. Absolutely not. General Patton was a very, very big proponent. One of his sayings was, I'm... If you've got a good plan now, it's better than a perfect plan next week. Yeah. And, I mean, that goes to a lot of... because you've Well, got and a, especially military contests, that's absolutely... I've got a good plan now. Okay. <laughs> that's, you don't know what's happening next week right. is the problem. Right. And, and so you've got all these variables. And every and everybody, uh, the human condition is that we are all... I, I did very poorly in uh, calculus and mathematics. Um, Same. And, but that's why we're lawyers. <laughs> yes. But if you're an engineer or you know even an architect, like Lisa mentioned earlier, you have a lot of math. And from what I know about calculus, is that you can have multi-variable calculus. So in essence, that's what life is. You have two multi is just two or more. Mm-hmm. Everything in life is a variable, and you've got some constants, but you've got some variability, and so you're constantly doing this in your head. And it's not not necessarily a math equation. It's the your actions. It's a life equation. Right. It's what you're doing in life. You're like, oh, I'm do this here, that there. And right. You're just touching the levers here and there. And, and that's the whole idea. And if you know yourself, I mean, uh, I knew uh, when I sat for the bar exam here in Ohio, I had obviously never taken the bar exam and I didn't know if I could do it. And so the week prior to sitting mm-hmm. for the bar exam, I self-imposed uh, bar-like conditions. So I went to a facility. I timed myself. I, I had practice exams. And the middle of the second day, I, I couldn't do it. Mid- really? Middle of the second day, I broke. I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. This is too <laughs> long. I am going insane. And, uh, you know, then for me, the preparation was going through the motion, going through the physical emotion and sure. the physical actual time commitment. Well, so here's, this is a great example. I am not exactly ashamed to admit the first time that I took the bar in Ohio I did not pass uh, I only missed it by six points which is a very small uh, number I mean uh, very it's tiny. like two questions like two yeah questions. it really is two, it two is. multiple choice questions it's too, so a not... tiny amount yeah. um, I didn't pass now I specifically do not phrase it as I failed I never say that I failed the bar I say I did not pass because that's one of the rare instances that I had prepared. I did the bar prep courses religiously. Nobody finishes those. They don't. I did. By design. By design, you're not supposed to finish them. I did. I started redoing lessons. I am doing everything that I could. I'm trying to figure out every single answer. And I didn't make it. I was doing the 
exact type scenario that Wes is talking about, where it's the exact conditions. I mean, I was doing that months before the bar exam, and I didn't make it. Changed my strategy. The second time I took it, I studied a lot less, but it was smarter studying. And so that Preparation can change. For me, preparation can completely change. You know, you've got to figure out what works for you. And the bar prep courses that they had put together that work for most students did not work for me. Um, I got in there and I really... It was shorter amounts of time that I was studying, but it was really deep dives. And it was just that I've talked about before. Learn to love getting kicked in the teeth. Yes, I got a question wrong. How, what did I get wrong about it? In the academic context. What did I not understand here? And so every time I got a question wrong, yes, learn from it and figure out exactly where I went wrong. And I did enough of them that I figured out this is how they structure it. This is how, this is the answer that they expect. I can't put my finger on why A is correct and B is incorrect. They're very similar. But I just know that they phrase it. They use the language of A and not B, even though they're very similar. One word apart, literally one word apart sometimes. But A is correct and B is not. And I did enough of them and figured out difference in between them and that's huge i mean and going and going to preparation i mean when you if you're presenting at work and mm-hmm. you're like okay this is the first presentation i've if this is the first presentation you've ever given it's gonna suck because you don't know what you're doing it's gonna suck it's and that's okay embrace that be like okay how do i get better and then you get better by going through it and say okay what worked what am i trying to do in this presentation mm-hmm. it's like the meeting everybody's got a morning meeting or something else like that and you're like okay what are we doing today folks like a, a staff meeting and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, and just make sure that they're, and this helps with efficiency too, because you're like, okay, you pinpoint what am I doing here? What is my goal for today? What, yeah. you know, and then once you get that goal oriented, and it, it could be, like I said, it could be self-defined or it could be imposed by an employer. Sure. Uh, but you'll know that, and then you'll be able to have, especially if you've built a solid group within the company uh, that you work with, you'll be able to have a mentor and be like, well, uh, I've got to give this presentation to the mm-hmm. senior vice president. What is he like? What is she like? Uh, right. you know, because you've got to know your audience. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of knowing yourself too, because in your, in essence, your audience here is you. Well, and another thing we sort of barely touched on it in the fashion episode is, you know, sometimes you need to look at other people and see what you admire in them, see how they're killing it in a particular area. So if someone gives a great presentation, look at what they're doing and learn from it. We talked about it in fashion in regards to if you don't exactly know what your style is, look at somebody that you admire, the way they look, the way they're put together, and then take it the next step. See whether that works for you and figure out how to incorporate different aspects from it and bring it into your own personal style. And the same is true for meetings, fashion, whatever. Look at other people that you admire and see what areas 
are working for them and whether it can work for you or not. Right, and, and you can't, I mean, you can plagiarize here. I mean, that's the whole idea because other than hard work and keeping your nose to the grindstone, that's it. That's the, that's really it for preparation. Fake it till you make it. You know, it's you, true. Sh- you keep showing up. You just keep showing up. And you'll see people that just can't even do that. And that's that's very important because if you A lot just, of people can't. You'd be like, uh, what do you mean? You just got to show up. I go, that's it. I, you know, <laughs> like just using law school as an example or even college. You keep going to classes, eventually they'll give you a degree. Yeah. <laughs> you just, they will. You, you keep going, you keep showing up, you keep paying the fee, they'll give you a degree. I mean, yep. that's how this works. If you drop out or anything else like that, you can always go back. I mean, yeah. these are not irreparable um, decisions either, so right. make sure that it, it's in for your, but the preparation will be like, okay, here's what I want. And in some cases, you've got to, what do I want? And that's a hard question. Uh, and it goes back to the goal setting, correct. which again, we'll talk about soon. It's not a, um, it, it's a hard question. It's a really hard question. It's so open. It's you and so personal. It's a very intimate question because you're like, what do I want? How does this affect me? How does this affect my spouse or partner? How does this affect my children? How does it affect my coworkers? I mean, like I said, it's multivariable calculus and you're doing this all in your head. And it just, I mean, it's one of those things where you, at least on the finer things, you have a cigar, Mm -hmm. you relax, you take a couple of puffs and you contemplate life's difficult questions right and you know sort of what we were talking about i i just wanted to say i wanted to put out there into the universe that for us the finer things is all cigars and scotch and enjoying the nice luxury type things for you the finer things may be sitting by a campfire outside of a camper drinking a beer and grilling. I mean, that might be the very, very best thing in life. And I can't argue with that. Correct. That is exactly your best life, if that's what suits you. So, you know, don't just, well, the finer things, they're being snooty and pretentious, uh, cigars and scotch. I don't smoke cigars. I smoke Marlboros. Okay. Fine. That's Enjoy it. Do what works for you. That's the second time today I've heard uh, the phrase, uh, living your best life. And I am... Well, it's everywhere. I have thoughts about that phrase, which I... Yeah, I have a few. Which we may share later. Now, before we close, uh, Lisa, give me one good thing. One good thing. Um, And while she's thinking about that, one one good thing for me is that the weather is finally broken, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things are going well, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's it's spring... And it's that time of the year where everything is refreshed and being renewed. And it's like you're, it's the first time, it, like you're in elementary school and you're running out for recess. You have this wonderment. It kind of is. Like, yes, <laughs> we can go out and play. Yeah. Oh, that's my one good thing. You know, I think mine, oddly enough, ties in with the theme of today's episode. I am using a new case management software and it's just a pain getting it set up going through all of the details on the back end it is going to make my life beautiful and easy and relaxed and so it's nice seeing it come together and it feels good our 
Perfect. Well, again, thank you for listening. I am Wes, and that is Lisa. You can find this podcast anywhere you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Tune in. We are now on Spotify. Spotify. It's official. Spotify. Awesome. I, can, we, can I use my uh, smart speaker? I don't know. Okay. Well, we we'll, need somebody we'll, to confirm we'll that, confirm guys. Whether or not we can do our smart, smart speaker, but definitely do that. Again, thank you for listening to uh, the Finer Things podcasting from the Members Only Lounge here at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your support. If you want to continue to support us, you can go to our Patreon account, which you can locate that at uh, uh, patreon.com slash finer things. And that's what you're going to want to find out there. And you can find me at Jet Set Lawyer on Instagram. Where can we get you, Lisa? Intricate Girl. Thank you for sharing with a friend. Thank you for rating and reviewing five stars. And we look forward to it next time. Bye, guys.